is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part one with Pierce Cody Jones, we cover a little bit of everything from upcoming Treason the Musical to Cricket to unplugging, sitting still, and having a work-life balance. So I hope you enjoy part one with Pierce Cody Jones. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Pierce Cody Jones. Pierce, thanks for joining me. Hi, Clayton. Thanks very much for having me. We So much to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Treason. I want to talk about all of the other shows that you're producing. Before we get to any of that, I want to take it back to the beginning of time for you. What were your entertainment dreams growing up? My entertainment dreams? I'm going to be really rogue here. And um, my entertainment I was a bit like a bad Troy Bolton at school, where all I wanted to do when I was younger was... <laughs> Play this little known game called cricket, which uh, is quite quintessential in the UK. Uh, play cricket for my county, Kent, and for Australia, where I'm half from. And, and theatre as, th- as a career and entertainment as a career never really was a thing that came across my mind. And then um, as I grew up and started getting further on stuff, I started doing drama as a subject at school and just really enjoyed it. And then that sort of just escalated to some really terrible life decisions that mean I'm now working in the world of theatre. So, yeah, it's um, you can't help it all. <laughs> I love the I love the optimism when we talk about <laughs> talk about producing. What did your What did your parents teach you about work ethic? Um, well, I think it's more by example. My dad has an incredible work ethic, um, uh, and I, I'm incredibly proud of what he's been able to create in his work world. And he. He's one of those where he can just blitz through and through and through. He's terrible on a holiday, though, because he doesn't know how to sit still. He's tried retiring twice, failed twice. Um, I, don't, I don't think a third time will be any more. I don't think it'll be third time lucky in his case. Um, so I've, I've massively had that from him. But then from my mum's side, it's just being able to just enjoy moments and enjoy enjoy where you are and just not let things skip by. With So I guess that combination of, of sort of ultra-driven with um, sort of appreciating that where you are is um, potentially something that's, that I haven't really... Um, clocked how useful that's been in my own development i don't think you really think about things like that of sort of where you get inspired from or maybe that's just a british thing um but i think it's yeah think about it now that's potentially something that is potentially um shaped various things of whatever however i might act as an adult now have you have you found ways to unplug or or sit still or like father like son uh, no, I do like to unplug and sit. I think I'm, I'm a bit of, I'm, I am a product of both of them. I will be absolutely switched on. And then every now and then I will switch off and enjoy switching off. It's um, a phrase that a friend um, told me once when he was um, on holiday in the Caribbean, where a boat driver there told him that he's got nothing to do and all day to do it. And you know, sometimes you <laughs> do just need to do that. <laughs> I love that. I love it. What did your parents teach you about kindness? Kindness? Um <sighs> I don't know. It's, I think kindness is, I don't know. It, I think it's just one of the things that you you just try and pick up things to be kind, I think at least. And it's something that if you know how things feel when they're done, if something, something's not kind to you or someone hasn't picked a moment to be kind. And I think trying to find moments where you can just keep thinking about that for other people and, and just trying to think how, how can you help other people enjoy whatever it is that they might be feeling in the moment they're in whether it's picking someone up if they're down or making sure someone can keep soaring when they're flying or whatever it might be. Um, I don't particularly know if that's, um, I'm sure, I'm sure if um, my parents would be listening, they'll tell me a hundred things of times they've been incredibly generous and they have been as well. They've, they've, they've been amazing for um, my brother, sister and myself to give us an amazing platform in life and to really, um, to, to help us to be the best that we can be. Um, so I think that's an incredibly kind thing that they've sort of dedicated their lives to. 
Do you have a uh, particular project that has taught you the most about yourself or a significant amount about yourself? Oh, a project that's taught me a lot about myself. I think every project you learn something new. I think that's a really good thing. I think the moment you stop learning is the moment you stop opening your eyes and ears up to opportunities in life and to, to, to growing. We're always growing. We're always learning no matter how few or many times we've done something. Um, I think definitely projects in the last couple of years, we've had to learn quite a lot as with um, I'm trying to produce during COVID obviously is a dream come true for everyone. Um, so I think those would probably be um, ones you learn a lot about making sure you keep going because especially this last couple of years we're trying to do everything we can but at the same time you stop for a second and just think the situation we're all in individually and and it's it's not just a case of trying to support everyone else it's making sure you actually take a minute for yourself to go am i okay as well um, and making sure the people around you are okay too you can't lead if you're if you're crumbling yourself so trying to make sure that you're as good as you can be the whole time. What's your, I know this is a diff, this might be a difficult question to answer. What is your, what is your work-life balance day to day? You try and turn off at certain times if you don't have a project that night or how do you? Um, if, <laughs> it's a very good question. It's, it's, there's, um, funny enough, when I was um, at school, we did a sort of career day type thing and we had to tick things that we thought were really important in our future lives, what we'd do. And one of the things I ticked as the single most important thing in my life was to have a nine to five job that when I came home, job was work was done. I could just do whatever hobbies were or life or family, whatever it was. Right. I have spectacularly failed in that one. And yeah, I don't obviously my job never sleeps. It never stops. Um, mm. But at the same time, if you if you always keep it in mind of trying to just check in with yourself if you're doing something if you need to be somewhere else just making sure you trust in your team or you trust in saying to someone that I, I know you need an answer now if I can't bring it give it to you now I'll be back on it this time um, and just trying to be open and transparent with that I think is is as open and transparent as you can be but yeah the, the normal day is very varied um, and yeah even I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow most of the time um, and just trying to make sure that you're if you are, if sometimes you have to work and you have to work, and it's just important to make sure you keep an eye on your on how much work you've got left in the candle, and if you do need to go and recharge in whatever way that means to you, just try and make sure you find that time for yourself. But it's not always to spot it when you're in the midst of it. Yeah, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. Do you have any mentors, and are there any standout lessons from those mentors? Um, mentors. I don't think I have a specific this is my mentor but a lot of people who have been really great to me in life and things I've really picked up and this goes all the way back to school of teachers there um I remember some fantastic teachers on the way through Mr Dolan my English teacher when I was about 12 and Mr Dormandy a drama teacher at school and Mr Rodosthenos at university all these people who have really helped in whatever moment it was and um it's it's even half the time you don't it's that it's that Maya Angelou quote isn't it you don't remember exactly what they've done you just remember how they've made you feel and and what they've done in those moments and whether that's to to drive you to push on or whether that's to take a minute or whether that's to just think about how you operate and how you treat people, whatever it might be. And then professionally, lots of people have just been so generous with their time um, and whether it's just giving advice or, or more than advice and actually helping with whatever it might be and looking over something there. I think, uh, Men, people are there to help each other, and if as if you're not helping someone else, then you're you're, you're I, I think you're you're maybe approaching things in the wrong way. Sometimes you do have to just focus on the here and now for what you've got in your own sort of bubble. Mm. Um, if you can't help, I think we're all mentors and we're all mentees at the same time, and we all sort of live on this big ladder of that that changes depending on what that topic might be. 
Um, so as long as you're helping each helping each other as much as you can, um, then that's the important thing, I think. Yeah, I think it's interesting, especially with this concept of like, you know, we're we're meant we're supposed to help each other. You know, humans are your best resource, kind of thing. You know, other other living humans. How have you gotten better at asking, asking for permission, you know, for money, for opportunity? Oh, I'm I'm not very good at asking for a lot of things. Even so, there's um a show that I'm seeing this week because it's about to close and I've got some really good friends in it and I'm so excited to see because I haven't actually seen all of them in it yet. And the price is obviously in its final week have exploded off and 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 congratulations to everyone there working on that for that. But at the same time, it's so I was looking to book. I went, oh no, it's so expensive. I can't go. And I said to my friend, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't go. And they've just sent me across a secret link to book company rate tickets. And I've sort of gone, I guess I should have asked that. But, but that's an uncomfortable ask for me, asking for um, discounts or or things like that. So I I find that a really tricky thing. And it's one of those when you're asking whether it's for investment or rights or opportunities or or someone's time, whether it's a, a talent you're trying to bring onto a, a project for in whatever realm that might be. Mm. Uh, it, yeah, it, it, if you don't go, you don't know. If you don't ask, you don't know. And it's a thing I do have to keep telling myself that often you're surprised at the answers people will give. Um, and sometimes there are some things you don't have to ask for and it just happened and that's always lovely. But yeah, if, if you don't keep asking, keep pushing those questions, then people won't know what's inside your head a lot of the time. And that's a really tricky thing to try and comprehend um, how, how to say the things that you don't know how to say. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. That's really fair. I want to talk about treason uh, upcoming. Very exciting. Long time coming. <laughs> Building yeah. that. We can talk about it a little bit. I'm curious from the, you know, the fan base perspective and, and garnering an audience with it and, and where it's headed and what you're most excited about around that show yeah um so for anyone who doesn't uh listening who hasn't come across our uh activity so far treason's a new musical that we're developing about the gunpowder plot which is when some people try to blow up parliament back basically is the is the very quick short story um and turns out they weren't just going to blow up parliament with the amount of gunpowder they had they were going to blow up basically half of london um and we celebrate it in the uk with a thing called guy Fawkes night every year where we burn bonfires and effigies and set off fireworks and it's all very exciting um and that journey it's um yeah it's it's been a really different one so this show has been developed through lockdown in the uk which is a, which was a very strange place for everyone and lots of amazing materials been created during this bit and we've sort of gone how do you create something in a different way through that? How do you turn lockdown and this moment of stillness into a real opportunity and a real positive thing? And how do you do things in a different way? And we've essentially come up with this, well, we've sort of stumbled across it and then actively acted upon it. And now we've, we're doing everything we can to keep it at the forefront of my minds, but developing a show in the public eye. So as opposed to normally where you've got NDAs and no one can know about this show and it's all code names and secret this and secret that and big signatures, we've gone, no, we're going to bring people in from the start. We're going to invite our audience to see every step of that journey, um, different casts, different people giving their versions of it, um, songs that might not even make it. So there's, there's, uh, there's a very strong chance that one song that is very well known might not actually make it into the final show because if it doesn't deserve its moment still, of how it develops then it doesn't deserve to be there right. and and you, and artistically you have to always keep an eye on that but it's meant that we've create um, we've created this strange um moment where we've made a show that has something like twenty thousand fans across various bits of socials and email lists and everything else for a show that doesn't exist yet we um we're doing it in concert drury lane um later this year and we put it on sale and it sold out in 14 days this is a musical that doesn't exist we were on a there's a tv show in the uk called the chase 
um, and we were and uh, we were asked we were a correctly answered question on it, and it was the funniest thing after that got sent across to us because our, our sort of on our communication meet channels and mediums. The, so the producers were pointing at marketing saying, was that you guys? They were pointing at PR saying, was it you? And they were pointing at us. It's like that um, that Spider-Man um, yeah. meme where they were pointing at each other be like, you, you, you. And it was none of, we'd still have no idea what, it was a genuine bit of a, a researcher, whoever it was on there has actually gone, oh, this is a question I'll put it in. And they got it right, whoever the, the person being quizzed was. And it's the most bizarre thing to have that for a show that doesn't exist. And we're so excited about the potential of it. And it's got to make sure people actually like the show now when they come and see it. That would be convenient, wouldn't it? No pressure. (laughs) You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.